All of the newest episodes of Note to Self are now available on the Luminary Podcast app. It's free to download, and you can also listen to other podcasts from WNYC Studios like Radiolab, Two Dope Queens, Snap Judgment, Here's the Thing with Alec Baldwin, and others. Luminary Premium is the only place where you can enjoy the entire new season of Note to Self, plus new original podcasts you won't find anywhere else from Trevor Noah, Roxanne Gay, Guy Raz, Lena Dunham, and many more. And you can enjoy them ad-free. Start your free trial by going to luminary.link slash note to self or download the Luminary app for free. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. We see people, computers see pixels. Like, they don't see what we see. It's Note to Self. I'm Anoush Zamarodi. And amazing things are happening to the way we live, we eat, we get around. The salad you ate for dinner last night? The lettuce may have been screened by a lettuce bot mounted on a tractor that can see whether the plant needed spraying or not. Can't get to the dermatologist? No problem. Pretty soon an app will be able to check that mole on your arm. Heck, if you live in Pittsburgh or Singapore, you already might be hailing a self-driving taxi. Maybe right this minute. But for you to believe an app that claims your mole is precancerous, or trust that your self-driving car is taking you home the long way for a good reason, you need to understand, at least a little bit, how it made that decision, right? Just knowing the basics behind buzzwords like artificial intelligence and neural networks and deep learning can help us understand why these algorithms sometimes make mistakes. And then we can help make them better, even if we aren't computer engineers. And that's what today's episode is about, a nasty, racist mistake that an algorithm made. But really, the algorithm can't be blamed. It's much bigger than that. We put this episode out a while back, but its relevance has skyrocketed since. So if you're a newish listener, I think you're really going to like it. And if you've heard this episode before, stick around for the update at the end. Today, we've got a story about a strange incident that happened to a young black man named Jackie Alcine. Alcine. Yeah. Okay. But it's so pretty. Jackie's 22, he smiles a lot, and he talks really, really fast. Actually, until he was five years old, he only spoke Creole, despite being born and raised in Brooklyn. He lives with his four sisters and brothers and his parents in the house he was brought up in. It's about two miles from where I'm bringing up my own kids. And the other day, I walked over to his neighborhood, and I met him at a coffee shop. I got a latte, Jackie got tea, and we sat outside on the stoop next to a busy street to talk about the kind of shocking thing that happened to him a couple months ago. It was during the BET Awards. I, that I remember. Um, and it was just me, like, not paying attention to it. Like, I tuned in occasionally because Twitter is how I was watching. I had, like, a hashtag, a tweet deck, had the hashtag, I was looking. I'm like, oh, that's funny, retweeting and move on. Okay, so it's June 28th. It's a Sunday night. Jackie's relaxing. He's alone in his room. He's half watching the BET Awards while he's also checking Twitter, messing with his computer. It's just a normal summer night. And then a photo from his friend pops up in the Google Photos app. It's a selfie. Actually, it's a GIF 
Mom, that's like a short animated photo. It's also okay to pronounce it as GIF. And, um... So, my, my friend, she sent me a GIF. It was just, like, a picture she, selfie she took, and they made it to, like, one little animation. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Okay, so um, what's she doing in the, in the GIF? Like, she oh, no, she was just, like, like yeah, the different hairstyles. Like, she was showing me her hair. I'm oh, like, okay, that's cool. And Jackie didn't know you could make a GIF and share it in Google Photos. So now he's distracted. He starts looking around at all his old pictures. And then he starts to notice that they've all been categorized automatically. Like, photos of his brother's graduation have been labeled as graduation. Categorization. So my own graduation course. And I clicked through that after my brother's graduation. Uh, he had, uh, what happened? He had hurt his foot. So he's there with his crutches. It was kind of mm-hmm. like sad. I mean, but then he's like with his teachers. It was cool. So Jackie's scrolling around his photos and he realizes that Google has rolled out something called photo categorization. So lots of Jackie's photos had automatically been labeled and organized based on what was in the picture. So like if there was an airplane in the picture, it was tagged as airplanes. His brother's graduation? No problem. The Google software totally figured it out. Amazingly well, yeah, because for the graduation pictures, it knew specifically that like, it was a graduation because they recognized probably my brother's tassel. Uh, no way! Th- yeah, little things like that. Like it can pick up things in the background. So I was like, okay, you know. I- so Jackie keeps scrolling, and then he sees pictures of his friend, the one who had just sent him the gif with her new hairstyle. It's a photo of the two of them at a concert at Prospect Park. But the label doesn't say woman or even people. <laughs> and it says like gorilla. I'm like, nah. Okay, don't let this go past you. He said it so quickly. Just to make sure you heard what Jackie said. And it says, like, gorilla, I'm like, nah. The software had labeled the photo of Jackie and his friend as gorillas. I, I, I didn't understand it. Like, I was going through a scene, like, you know, maybe I maybe I tagged the back, so, like, it was maybe human error. And I'm going through, I'm like, no, this is complete computer error at this point. He texts his friend to tell her that Google Photos had labeled them as gorillas. So, so okay, so you're texting with your friend. She's like kind of funny, kind of really not funny at so, all. Yeah. And then what happens? She's like, ah, ha, ha. Well, she's probably burning on fire kind of thing. Like, it's just a way of, like, coping with the pain. Um, Cause can I just say when I saw yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, sure. I went like this. I went, oh, of like, all things. of all freaking things. Yeah. Like, having computers class you as something that's been, that black people have been called for centuries. Like, a term that's been used, like, historically, just to describe black people in general. Like, oh, you know, you look like an ape, or you've been classified as a creature. Like, that was the whole measuring system they had going off the noses and lips. Like, that's how they classify them, because the closer they look like to a, ch- a chimp of sorts, you know, the more black, the more pure the blackness would be. So they're probably better for cropping, going back to the days of slavery when it's and cattle selling. Like, I, I just, that, 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 that was probably the underlying thing that kind of triggered me. Like, of all things in the world, I mean, I don't know. Of all derogatory terms to use, that one came up. Before we get into what happens next for Jackie, we need to explain how the heck something this awful could happen in the first place. Why Google Photos would label Jackie and his friend as gorillas. Cue the teachable moment music. So Google Photos can recognize objects. Siri can understand what you say, mostly, thanks to something called deep learning. This is the future of artificial intelligence, programming networks that work like the human brain. So the computer doesn't just recognize objects or words, it starts to understand abstract concepts. It sees patterns in data, and then it teaches itself to make choices and decisions, practically think for itself. 
one of the most famous deep learning labs in the world is at the University of Montreal, and it's headed up by one of the field's handful of experts, deep learning pioneer Joshua Bengio. Did you hear the story, Joshua, about the gorilla tag with Google Photos? Yes. What, what yes. was your reaction? Um, my reaction was that people probably overestimate the intelligence that is currently in those machines. If they understood how hard it is to uh, even recognize that it's some kind of... Uh, <laughs> Of, of being there that's in in the picture that just a few years ago it would not even have been able to say anything close to neither person nor gorilla they would realize that it, you know uh yes it makes mistakes but it, it's pretty amazing that it, it's already able to to do as well as it does the kinds of neural networks we're building now are probably not even as smart as that of a mouse uh, they're not even as big as that of a frog uh, unfortunately, people see computers like if they were coming out of a science fiction movie and were already very smart, but they're not. They are really still very stupid. Um, so we should not expect that much. I mean, when I first heard about this story, um, I'm embarrassed to tell you this anecdote, but when my, when my, I mean, I, my poor son, when he was a little, he, when he was a year and a half, we were in an elevator and, uh, our neighbor, who's African-American, got off the elevator and my little boy said, bye-bye, gorilla. Uh, it was horrible. I was yeah. – my face must have turned the darkest purple possible. I was ashamed of myself that I hadn't taught my child that that was not appropriate. And yet, how can you blame a child for using the basest – knowledge to to make a connection in some way i don't want to justify right. it at the same time he's a baby are computers kind of at the baby stage right now oh yes there are more babies than i mean there are even younger than babies there are proto babies they're not nearly as smart as babies for sure so we should be careful in how we view them they're not people but people like parents make these babies and these baby machines, and we need to be responsible for them, no? Absolutely. Absolutely. And the companies who build these products, well, they presumably will want to make sure that they won't offend anyone, and they will do their best to avoid that. In this particular example, I suppose that the machine probably hesitated between the gorilla tag and maybe a person tag. And uh, that's the information that could be used to say, well, if if the machine hesitates between these two things, then you better abstain. But of course, you would have to to do it for every possible mistake that you know would go in a place that socially is not acceptable. So, how do you even distinguish that? Because presumably, all different cultures. Maybe there's a city in Canada where some word is super offensive that we wouldn't even know is super offensive. Like, how do you possibly code for how? complex people are. We would have to have people tell the machine when it makes specific mistakes that this is really bad. Don't ever, ever do these kinds of mistakes in the future. But you would need not just like two or three examples. You would need thousands or, or millions of examples for the machine to catch all of the different uh, types of errors that we think exist. So should companies like Google be even using 
deep learning like this if there is the possibility that these really offensive mistakes can happen? Well, that's a choice that they have to make. There's the, the system can make mistakes and you have to deal with the fact that there will be mistakes. When we come back, what Jackie did after experiencing one of these deep learning mistakes and what Google did to make a very queasy situation a little bit better. I'm Anoush Zamarodi. This is Note to Self, and we've been hearing about deep learning and a young guy named Jackie. So, yeah, I'm Jackie Elsine. Nay. Uh, yeah, I live in Crown Heights. Um, right now, I'm a freelance web developer. Prior to that, I worked at a place to shut us Google. Yeah, I didn't mention this before, but Jackie is actually a freelance coder, and he did an internship at Google. So after he saw that he and his friend had been labeled as gorillas in Google Photo, he decided to tweet directly at the company. Here's what he wrote. Google Photos, y'all f- up. My friend's not a gorilla. F- the only thing under this tag is my friend and I being tagged as a gorilla. What the f-? What kind of sample image data you've collected that would result in this, son? Like, I understand how this happens. The problem is more so on the why. This is how you determine someone's target market. An extremely apologetic Google engineer got back to Jackie. He tweeted, this is 100% not okay. Jackie says Google resolved the issue within 14 hours by removing the gorilla tag altogether from Google Photos. We reached out to Google for an interview with the engineer, with anyone from Google, but the company declined. Now, back to Jackie. Some of his family members suggested that he sue Google. But at this point, with the mainstream media reporting on the incident, he was on the local news... Jackie had had enough. He had no interest in taking the matter further. Does it maybe have to do with the fact that you're a techie, and so you kind of get that it's not malicious? Like, you kind of yeah. understood? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, I wouldn't even say I understood. I accepted the situation. Like, I... Yeah, actually, yeah. I guess, yeah, it's more of an understanding. Like, I was... Comp- but it doesn't make me happy. Like, I, I can't... Like, I understood, but I refused to accept it, you know? Like, I expected more. Like, you guys, if I can type in... Like Seahawks, and you guys know I'm talking about the football team before actual Seahawks. Like, come on, like. But then, like, this is something I'm actually personally studying, studying, like you know, semantic analysis, like all through text. Image is a whole different thing because I mean, we see people, computers see pixels. Like, they don't see what we see. Did you have to explain that to some people, like, like the deep learning element to this? How did I actually explain it? So, yeah, how did you? I'm dying to know. Um, so we, I think there was a few apples on the table. So. I had, like, I, I pretended my hand was a fist. I'm like, all right, so this is going to be our base apple. And we're going to pretend this is an apple from now on. And as the more app, the more apples we show, like, this computer, it will understand what an apple should look like. So over time, this should be an apple. I, so the thing I did with that example is that I only showed it red apples. And then I gave it a peach. <laughs> and it assumed, like, I would say the computer made the assumption that it's an apple before a peach just because it doesn't know what it is. So, and it's a round thing. Yeah, it's, like, it's round. It has its curvatures. It has like, a little stalk at the top. Automatic apple. And that's all it knows. Um, and whereas maybe they, you should have just said fruit. Right, right, exactly. It would have been more. Then you got a banana problem going and the on. Shape and curve. Yeah, it's like there's so many attributes that play into that. So that's why I was like, it's okay. 
I accept that. No, actually, no. I accept that it made this mistake. I won't accept it happening again. That's just what it is. I had one last question for Jackie. I really wanted to understand what he meant when he wrote in his tweet, this is how you determine someone's target market. What did he mean by that? I have to admit, that was a really quick off the... I'm not going to say off the cuff, because, I mean, I did mean it, but it was, like, a very raw statement. Like, when I thought that, my flash down to, like, this library over here, Brow Park Library, where it's predominantly black people in there, you know, either studying or playing, like, games of mini-clip or, like, they're just hanging out like little children. This product wasn't targeted for them. Like, if they were to go in there take pictures with their friends after school or something, like, I felt at that moment, it wasn't designed for them to use. It was more so for... Me. Yeah, yeah, no. Well, I was I was going to go as far as to say, like, you know, the new person opened the coffee shop around the corner. Which, but that's me. Like, like, the white lady <laughs> yeah. with the two kids. Yeah, oh, God. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that this never would have happened to me. You see, and this is always, you know, I guess like... Because I don't have a lot of black people yeah. on my photos, <laughs> right? It's always hard for me to kind of, like, mention it's like, towards another white person, because now... I don't look like I'm attacking that person. But it's like I'm not attacking that person. It goes back to like the you know, whole thing. Like, I don't hate white people. I hate white supremacy and, like, the things that come with it. But, you know, again, people with blinders on. They just see white. Oh, my God. No, no. You're hating me. So, like, like, I, like at that point, I'm like, I can't help you. Like, you're just, like, you're not making it easy. So I'll just, like, retract a little bit. Can I just say, Jackie, how cool is that that you and I got together and, like, talked about this stuff that, like, most people like it's weird right it's weird and hard to talk about i'm glad that happened right yeah do you know if it has had trouble classifying white people so i don't know because i don't take a lot of picture of white people um this is a (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah this is a a personal i'm gonna make you take a selfie with me okay oh man Uh You can see my selfie with Jackie on a Brooklyn street corner on our website, notetoselfradio.org. And by the way, Jackie, here's an update, he now lives in San Francisco. He got a job at the end of last year as a software engineer at the ride-sharing company Lyft. And on the side, he's a community activist. Go, Jackie. And listeners, did you know that iTunes is now called Apple Podcasts? Yeah, I mean, that name makes sense, right? And if you listen there, will you please just take a second and leave us a review? It actually makes the algorithm smarter at getting us in front of new listeners. So thank you. Oh, and by the way, we are also on Spotify now. So many places for us to convene every week. I love it. The Note to Self team is Jen Poyant, Kat Aaron, Megan Cunane, and Joe Plord. Many thanks to Matt Boynton for his help this week, too. Note to Self is a production of WNYC Studios. I'm Manoush Zamarodi. Thank you so much for listening.